Hello, hello. 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 We back, we back, we back. Um and welcome to the sixth episode of Are We Live podcast in the quarantine session. I mean, it's the thirty second, but the sixth. I'm excited session. to see the movie choice that Alpha uses. So I am as well, by the way. Um, with me, Barnett. Me, Tom. Me, Alpha. And Jordan Reiki. Cheers, baby. <laughs> Reiki. Um, Reiki. Reiki. I'm just going to call myself what the media calls me for now. <laughs> the Rake Master. <laughs> um, do you guys have aliases, by the way? Oh my God. <clears throat> I do. Sadly. Oh yeah, of course, of course you do. But like tag names. So like there's aliases as in like you've got Dan Kai and stuff. But like, do you guys have like names? So like, I, I suppose my name's technically an alias. Like a tag name. Because it's not my actual it's name. It's not your actual name. name. Well, yeah, Barney's my name, but Barnabas is, is my name. But then artist isn't. People actually think my last name is Artist, which is hilarious. I always find that really funny. Barney <laughs> um. Bartist. I love it. When, when Ben said that, I cracked crack me up so much. Barney Bartist. So have you guys got like, like, I, I suppose Alpha Mist. Mist is your, not your last name, Alpha. No, no, no. And I was called Mist, and then I wanted to get rid of Mist, but then. It just sort of stuck, so because I wanted to use my, my real name, but it just sort of stuck at the end. Um, but it's not like, isn't an alias like, oh yes, yeah, Alpha, aka Young Smoothie, <laughs> <laughs> aka Rubber Gloves. <laughs> yeah, man. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what? I thought that we should all have aliases. I think it's that's like Mad Libs. Mad Libs got like ten, doesn't he? I want one. I'm a rapper. I thought I should mm. have one. I'm trying to think of one. Can you, can you create your own aliases or, or can other people kind of give you... How about... You've got to create your own. You've got to create your own. How about... How about we have the people that tell us what our aliases should be? That would be hilarious. Yeah, go okay. on. If you've got good aliases for me, Tom, Alpha and Jordan... No one's allowed to call me Five Head. <laughs> <laughs> five Head? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've got five aliases. I don't need... <laughs> <laughs> You've got tons to be fair. I've, got, like, a new, nobody... I've got a new alias actually. I, um, I spent the I spent the weekend writing like pop like top lines for I'm like trying to pitch to get into the pop game, and I've oh, I'm, like, yeah, I haven't got a name for it yet. But I've got like a that's a new character. He's he's a new mindset. He's in. He's like thinking about what do the people want to hear? What do the twelve year old girls want to sing along to? Okay, I'm thinking I'm thinking J pop. K-pop. Uh, oh, that would be the best J-pop. shit, man. Oh, that's oh, peas, boy. That is peas. Whatever, whatever pop, K-pop or J-pop, they're making peas. No, that's my name. I'm saying J-pop. that should be Jordan's name. Mm. Yeah. Oh, like J-pop. That. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Um, do, got, Jordan, <clears throat> I don't know how you. I had a, I had a question for you lot, yeah. So, I've been making a lot of music recently, yeah, and have and I have a really bad habit of posting it online, like snippets. I got told off by my manager. How do you guys prevent yourself from doing that? I think that's um, cool, man. I've always teased my stuff. Okay. It's not the whole I product, mean, is it? It's not the whole track. It's doing no, it's snippets. So. But like, the, the idea is like, uh, when you post it, then people are going to be like, oh, they've already hurt. Like, it takes away the element of surprise. Think so about like, if your favourite artist did that. If, if Kendrick just kept posting like tunes he was working on, yeah. when his album dropped, you'd be like, oh, I heard this snippet. A bit of this yes, one. That's a, that's a, that's a very good I hear it's that. Very easy for but, me. But he's a different artist. Like, 
Like I built out a lot of my fan oh, base through. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, let me finish. Don't through the process, it. you know, my, my people love. I'm a good rapper. People, <laughs> people love to see the process. I hear people, lo- people do love to see the pro- process. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I Definitely. think, I think people like that, man. But you wouldn't expect, you know, with Kendrick, it's different because he, he's never done that before. But it's kind of been part of yeah. our, our part of our careers, isn't it? Sort of no, on the same level with the, back to that um, <laughs> talk from last week. Um, yeah. When I had that session with producer X, I walked into yeah. the session. By the way, everyone, everyone's been asking about producer X a lot. I know. Figure out who it is. That's good. I'm not, I'm not revealing it. I'm taking it, taking it with me to the grave. Alpha did a great job with the beeps. Alpha smashed the beeps because yeah, like, they were so they were so good that people had no clue. Even about the play, the person playing saxophone. Um, they didn't have a clue about that, or the person that was making beats for producer, another producer. Yeah, didn't get that, that was wicked. That was good. Um, but when I got yeah. into that session okay. with legendary producer X, straight away yeah. this person said to yeah. me, "No filming, no posting, no anything. Not letting anyone know that you're in this session." Mm. So like they, so sort of what Tom was saying when when you get like you know if someone goes in a session with Kendrick, they're probably not allowed to take pictures saying, or, or show snippets no. of an Insta story or like something like that. Cause it's like yeah. super airtight. Um, yeah, man. Operation. I, I, I don't even know if I'll do that anyway with somebody big like Kendrick. Like, yeah. I don't think I would like post a video of Kendrick rapping, but I think I'll be, just, just I remember with them um, with the John Legend session. He said, "Don't do it," but I did it anyway, and I got a little snap of him in the booth. So that's <laughs> but he, yeah, but they said, "Don't film." Um, Weird. Did he like, say that personally? Off. And then you didn't finish the um, tune. No, one of the one of the people in the room was like, "Don't, don't film." <laughs> and then I didn't finish the tune, man. I really fucked up. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah, Alpha's not a poster anyway, to be honest. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I'd love to see you posting. <laughs> Making a fire like, beat, man. Yo. Alpha's like, Alpha's like, yeah, just finished my lead sheet. <laughs> yeah, it's a Alpha's fire ass taking, lead sheet. Alpha's taking selfies of the lead sheet. Like, yeah, baby, we out here, baby. We don't play no games. Yeah, I don't know, man. Or a crip check or something like that. <laughs> oh, that Michael Jordan documentary, man. I'm told loving you. it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Told you. It's amazing. I told you, man. I love all that old the old footage as well of like from from that era and stuff is just like mm-hmm. sick, man. You know you know what I love about it is that the way that they jump back and forth as well. Like it's yeah. really seamless how they jump back and forth mm-hmm. um, in time in time in time frame. But also it's just a really good indicator about the idea of success and winning and if you want to win, do you want to like work as hard as that to become a winner? Do you want that? Cause I don't think I'd want that to be like yeah. Just like all I focus about is like winning. That's a bit shit for me. Do you think to to win you need that personality? You need to have a crap personality. I ain't seen the documentary, by the way, but I'm just asking. Like, because apparently the doc makes him seem more unlikable. Do you think you need that mean sort of spirit? I don't know how he is, but mm. you know what I mean. Do you get my question? I wouldn't say he's mean. No, he is mean. He is I wouldn't mean. say he's mean. No, he is mean. But like. I think when you see the bigger picture, then you can understand that he was mean for a purpose. The idea of pushing people to like beyond comfort, if that mm. makes sense. Like because he he thinks that if he was nicer, these people wouldn't have gone further, and he wants to push them to the brink. Um, yeah. And I think if he, he thought that being likable makes people not want to push as far, um, so it depends what kind of thing. So you he's want. basically like, asking. The same question that I am, I guess. So does he, you think he had to act like that in order for them people to be better? 
he, no, he, to be to, to be that to be as good as they were. Yes. Yeah, he said he said that is not really a spoiler, but like he there's a bit where he gets emotional, like sort of explaining yeah, like um, if this is what I wanted to do to win, and if people judge my character, and then he starts like tearing up, being like I I wanted to win, and that's what it took. That's what it took to win. I don't necessarily think you need to be that sort of person to have like to have success. I think sport brings that out more because it requires like lots of training and then you you get on your teammates that don't train as hard as you or whatever. But like music, I don't know, music, other jobs, you don't need to be that like tyrant. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I think because with music, right, a superstar artist, there's no sort of like, um, it's not, it's it's opinion whether you think they're the best, you know, Mm. but when it comes to sport, and 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 you win the most points and you win the most games you know he he's undeniably the best yeah. so i feel like that that gets to a point where he's he's you can really I, fight I, for that top position i disagree you know? though because i feel like artists like beyonce and stuff when like they're, they're working hard with like the dancers and the choreographers and stuff they treat it like it's a sport they treat it like it's ad- yeah. athleticism they they don't it's not just like but it's still art yeah, if you feel, it's if it, still art you know no, whereas no, but i'm saying but, but, the, but, but the work but but Tom, the work ethic, and I feel like the dr- the drive and the level of work put into it is very similar to athletics. It's not like you can't just feel it because if you're not feeling up to it, then you can't just be like, okay, well, I don't feel I don't feel like that to be at this, a certain level. No, I, I agree. Think a, I, I think like I the, rest, the rest of sport. I feel like the rest of sport or the rest of music. There's yeah, I think there's a massive difference when you're yeah. like an up and coming musician. It's not going to be the same if you're an up and coming sports star. Um, I think because I think you've got to work harder. But I do think in terms of when you're at the top levels of both things, there's a lot of hard work and drive and you've got to like push through. Yeah, Prince was like that. Like I, Prince I was agree. Like this band. I agree, but there's something about being being the best of the best at that. You know, there's no there's no denying he was the top of basketball. Whereas in music, you don't have that really. Um, I disagree. In the same way. I disagree. I, f- I feel like, I f- I'm not in the same, I suppose you're right, in the se- it's not in the same way, but I think... The, being at the top of the top, like in terms of record sales, in terms of selling out arena, to, in terms of having the best show, I think it's still a, I think it's still like a, yeah, like Beyonce. No one's saying that Beyonce is not the best in the world. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think anyone would be like that. That's not the case because of her show and like, <clears throat> having the best show and the amount of effort she put in. You should, we should watch her um, documentary, um, Homecoming, about her um, showing at Coachella. She had a baby and then like <clears throat> in a matter of like ten months had to lose weight, learn how a dance routine have a long, like a massive choreography set. And like she trained like an athlete. Um, and then it was like the best show ever. Um, and then it was more like athletics. Yeah, there, there are examples where they're similar, but I just, I think you can't, re- you know, I think you can't compare them. Fair yeah. play. What do you guys think? I think if we break down like, so if you go to like, there's arguments for like the best guitarist in the world. There's arguments for the best piano player in the world. Um, I think at the moment, Tom, what you're talking about is making music. So that would be composition. That would be like an artist, an artistry and stuff like that. And maybe you can't put a, um, uh, you can't really judge that the same way you judge other things. But in terms of like piano technique, there is someone out there that's the literally the best, like has the best piano technique in the world, better than everyone else. There's someone out there. We don't know. Like, I don't know who that is. Um, but there's definitely like ways of grading um, skill level, if that yeah. Makes sense. Both involve involve skill, and um, 
but but there's but there's one where Michael Jordan was scoring the most the most yeah, points out of anyone. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, undeniably yeah. I, I the top. Him. You know, it was I, a pyramid, I, I and saying, Michael I Jordan was there. And and I yeah yeah, but yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. No, I I, I feel you. Like I, feel, you? I think I, I think we were like record sales and stuff. Like you can be like, I want to I want to sell the most records because then that's that's undeniable. Right. Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I and guess. I, and I, and yeah. I think when you're selling the most records, a lot of the time it is a machine. Like, I think it is like it's like a sport. Like that's why they have like massive writing camps and yeah. that kind of stuff. Where it's literally trying to churn out hits. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right in terms of like actual baskets. Yeah, like that's, yeah, I suppose that's where it's kind of different. Yeah. I thought he, I quite liked him. I quite like him so far in the, in the documentary. How I many episodes he, are, are you into it? I'm on episode six. It's amazing. Um, oh, you batted it out as well. You, I'm bad that, out, that's man. Good, yeah. It's so good. It's man. amazing. It's so, so I never get bored of watching him shoot hoops. You just like, oh, endlessly. Bro. No, it's like, it's like poetry, bro. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. dancing, bro. He just like, just so sick with it. Yeah, man. So how's your, how's your week? How's you guys' week been this week? Jordan, it's been good, man. I've been um, I've been writing music. Got my new computer. Happy about that. Set it all up. Took like two days to set up, which is insane. What computer have you got? Uh, Mac. Like which one? Is it a new? I, I don't know anything about <laughs> technology, but um, I gathered it was a Mac, Jordan. I didn't. It's think an it was I, a, it's an iMac. Adele. Two, 2019, 27 inch, 5K uh, rectal uh, iMac. Yeah. 60, yeah, yeah. Are you making music from iMac. that, or is that is that? Yeah, I make music from it. Oh, sick! It's my <laughs> machine. <laughs> as well. Wow. It's a, it's a computer with like. Um, it's got like a white mouse and a white keyboard. <laughs> it, has an Apple, it has an Apple logo at the bottom of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, got my mouse and making some music. Um, yeah, writing some songs, trying to crack on with some. So how, so how have the pop songs been going, Jordan? And how do you go about doing that? Do you kind of man? I got to say, it's when you when you it's sort of I've made a joke of it. Like it's like method acting. I'm in this headspace where I'm like separating myself from who I am as a person, no judgment, trying to think about yeah. like what this would sound like. Right. And um been taking advice, like listening to different references. I listened to the top forty chart on Spotify Global. Man, it's it's so bad. All the all that <laughs> shit is so bad. So I, like, are you isn't isn't Tom in the top forty? So. No, what are you trying to say, man? This, this is some Come global on. shit. Tom's in the top five, baby. Top five, correct that. Come on, it's like it's like um, trap, lots of trap, lots of like auto tune stuff. What's on a trap? No, like lots of that trap. A lot, a lot. I don't like that trap rap stuff. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like rubbish trap. You guys, fuck you guys, man. Are you Um, are you taking into account um, what you like at all? Is there any sort of your own taste going into that or is it just... Well, there was a... Not to... Because I... It's a confidential email, classified document. Jeez, but um, Put a beat there, Basically, like, this. I'm supposed beep, to be beep. writing to the, to the pitch of like trying to make the pitch is sort of like making a big pop anthem with Anderson Park influence, but a lot more pop leaning. Alpha, beep that. You have to be, that could be so funny. I mean, do I have to? Do I have It'll to? It'll be really funny. It'll be really funny. That would be so funny. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's sort of like soulful music, but with a pop, with a much more of a pop twinge, if that makes sense. Nice. So I've, I've been like trying I've, I've, to like I've, I've, channel I've, I've, my inner Bruno Mars. And what is a pop twinge? Like, what the hell is that? I hate when um, journalists, uh, so journalists have started 
bringing that tinge word back. And I've, I've seen like Afro tinged jazz. It's a sprinkle of Afro. It bothers me. It's just like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you even talking about? But yeah, so I would say carry on. I think pop music to me is like catchy melody. Everything has to be catchy. There needs to be, it basically needs to be upbeat. Right. It needs to be like... Really? Um, That's it? Yeah, I think so. If, Either if, it's if, going to be a classic ballad anthem yeah. or it's going to be like upbeat. I, yeah. I'll say because Adele, Adele is as pop as, as you get and she's just like... My research bad. led me yeah. to believe it needs to be above 110 BPM. Generally, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. wow. But Ed, right. Top 40 was all like 110 and above. Ed Sheeran smashes it with just the guitar. Slow, slower yeah, BPMs. Yeah. But I found it surprising how, like, a lot of the choices, especially, like, sonically, the pop stuff is, like, really shit-sounding synths and, and, like, everything sounds like a Logic piano or... Do you know what I mean? It sounds, like, really cheap. I can't think of any because I haven't listened to like, maybe Top 40 in a well, while. How, how so. about this? How about this? How about... Like, we... Travis Scott. I'll say Travis Scott's stuff sounds really, like, cheap. How about this? How about this, yeah? How about we go away this week? And we go and listen yeah. to Top 40 this week for the first time that we ever done. And we come back and we speak about it properly. Right. I, I think that'll be really interesting. We're going to go away this week and listen to Top 40, the Top 40. And our song has shot. to be from the Top 40. And our song next week has to be from the Top 40. Next yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. We can switch up this. We can switch up that yeah. section. I like yeah, that. Yes. So next week, it's going to be Top 40 only. So That's I'm going to I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play Tom Mish and Yusuf Days. What kind Jeez. of music <laughs> next week? Because Top that I'm playing. But yeah, Top 40 I'm, songs only. I'm playing Julepa. Man, it's crazy. The, the number one song yeah. is by The Weeknd. It's getting 7 million streams a day. Bloody hell. Sounds, wow. Sounds about right. <laughs> That's like, like what is that? That's like 40, 40p <laughs> in Spotify. Yeah, I said 40p yeah. in Spotify. <laughs> yeah, and he'll get like one, one pence of that. <laughs> yeah, just because yeah. the label then cuts that out. That's nuts though. Yeah, man. That's crazy. But like, it's not like... yeah. I don't know. Go on then, Jordan, what are you saying? It's not what? It's not that, it's not that, it seems like it's not that hard to make. Oh, here he is. The music. Here he is. <laughs> here he is. is though, like, isn't there like a lot that goes into, because um, The weekend in himself is a, is a brand that's been built up for years and years. Yeah. Um, the song itself, yeah, but, you know, the, the draw is him and what he's yeah. built. Do you know what and I mean? also yeah, so, yeah, right. the money behind those things. You know, yeah, the exactly, radio promo, exactly. the amount of the campaign, the campaign all yeah. that stuff, man. It, it's a a lot goes into making them sort of crappy two minute, three minute. Um, <laughs> you might not go home. Do you know stuff. what I think about? Like, <laughs> I think about pop music. Like, do you know those movies that are on in the page fifty five of Netflix called like Tarantula Eats um, Flying Tornado or something? Yeah, like man, that, like the worst like, things ever. Those like, I mean, I made that up, but like. Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's horrible. Like that. But like, that was a room of people that decided for that movie to drop. And I think the same thing with pop music that's pretty whack is like there was a room of people like, this is going to trigger a big explosion of consumers that will really like, they'll grab, they'll feel something in my... And, and people do like it, but I only think they like it because they're fed it by the mainstream radio. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, I know. Yes and no. I, th- I, think, I think I think yes in terms of like I think I think Alpha was right about it's the brand it's the it's the building of the, of the brand and then once it's strong enough it can kind of go. But there are instances where they've done that, that and it hasn't gone well. So like it's <clears> the <throat> same thing with blockbuster movies where they put like 
the main actor, like, <clears throat> I don't know, Colin Farrell, was, when he did the film Alexander, um, and he was like, he was wearing like a blonde wig and they put like millions behind it and they put it out and it flops. Yeah, that man. happens in music. Monuments, man. Oh, God. It's one of the only films that I've walked out of, me and Super, Alpha. Superman versus Batman. <laughs> but like, but then I suppose the differences between Superman versus Batman, <clears throat> it, may be, it may be shit, but it's still sold. A, a film like Monuments, man, where it has like, uh, Matt I was on Damon. Channel 5 the other day. <laughs> oh, was it? Fuck's sake. Matt Damon, Kate Blanchett, like big actors, and you mm. walk in and it's shit, but also it doesn't sell well. Not that's everything what, what Not everything is. can connect, I guess. You know? Yeah. Just because it has a big, big cast, big budget, doesn't mean it will always have commercial yeah, success. Yeah, yeah, uh, on the opposite, you can have someone you've never heard of before and have like a one hit wonder, just yeah. or come out of nowhere and get like a, I don't know, number one act. Um, it's still done one day, one day. No, no, no. Yeah. There's like, um, there's artists. You know when like Cardi B first came out? Is that? I said, I said Estelle, bro. I'll get mad. I said Estelle, you know. Estelle's like a national treasure, Jordan. No, but she's only got one hit in the world, what? global hit. Oh, globally, yeah. But like, that doesn't mean she's got one hit in like... One hit wonders are like, like Lou Beggar. A little bit of Monica in my life. That, oh, that's that, true. That, and, that's um, a one hit wonder. Mims. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, Mims. Mims. This is why I'm hot. That, those are one hit wonders oh, what, about, what about James Blunt no way I'm no. beautiful I wouldn't say what <laughs> <laughs> I'm beautiful <laughs> I'm beautiful <laughs> oh shit <laughs> I thought it was I'm beautiful well yeah I wouldn't say because like so yeah, I take that back about Cardi B actually because yeah, she's she's, not she's dropped more than yeah, Cardi B is one not a one hit wonder yeah, man yeah, definitely. at all bro she's like, a no hit wonder you, like, oh fuck off Tom <laughs> Yeah, she, um, yeah, she's massive. But yeah, Estelle is like, Estelle is like, got a, like a lineage in like UK music. Like, in terms I didn't of, like, know that. Sorry, I just only know that. UK, UK black music. Yeah, I love that tune. Yeah. Her, her her big hit, American Boy. Such a banger. Yeah. Do you know Black Eyed Peas made that beat? Shut up, did they? Who? Yeah, Kanye Kanye jacked the sample. Black Eyed Peas made that beat first. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, I really like uh, that. Classic Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people thought he was producer X. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That yeah. would have made sense, though. Way, that yeah, that's way sense. too big. The, right. like, that, the, the, person, the person that it was didn't make as much sense as Kanye West. I thought an interesting um, part we could do where we're playing, playing songs is we could play one of our own tunes one day and talk about that so people have an insight into what, what we say about one you of know our own what? tunes. I there's thought an like, episode we haven't really done from, that. Like, there's an episode from, I don't know, like, it's like halfway in, maybe we were yeah. 10, 15 episodes in, mm -hmm. we each played a tune from someone else, yeah. if that makes sense. So I think... Um, yeah, that, mean, that might that be better, yeah. Exit. No, 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 we've yeah, already done that. So, so we, what, you're, we should do your idea now. Yeah, exactly. Um, do the process. So, yeah. okay, cool. And is this unreleased or tunes that are out? I think no, tunes that are out. Tunes yeah, stuff. Tunes, that, tunes are out that we want to talk about. We'll have something to say about it, and that could be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Here's money, my fave. Um, <laughs> Leave that in. Yeah, I, well, I dropped the mixtape. Yeah, congrats, 72 hours. I tuned in for the live stream. Commenting. Yes, you did. He did. He was there. Um, I don't know, but I might mad, but like, Jordan, you were in the live stream when I did the premiere of the... Um, so basically, if anyone that's listening, I, um, I recorded um, a mixtape in a week and put it out last Friday and it was only available for 72 hours. Um, and yeah, like it, it went, it went really, really well. 
Um, viral. I wouldn't say viral, but it went really, really. I suppose what is viral, but it went really, really well. Um, Corona is viral. It is viral. Um, it went really well. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, like we had like a, a premiere and Jordan was there. Jordan, it was bare weird, like watching it and then people being in the comments and talking about it. There was like so out much of, love. Out of interest, was that video of you, was that pre-shot or was that you live? It had to be pre-shot, Jordan. How would I be typing? That's what I was wondering, because <laughs> you had your phone in your hand. I was thinking, this is this is clever. I was doing this. No, no, no. It was pre-recorded. Whenever you were sitting down, you were like, in the video, with yeah. your replies, I was like, this is fucking confusing. Like, <laughs> sick video, though. Oh, sick thank video. you, man. I've got to say, I love the tune with um, Emma V and Governor B. Yeah, that's, what, that's probably my favourite on meeting. Tom's just zipping up his jacket. Getting a bit nippy um, out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, if anyone's listening, Tom's on his roof right now. Recording his, his um, yeah, man. It looks like I've got a green audio. screen because I've got beautiful clouds behind me and birds flying it by and stuff. Mad. It is beautiful. Um, How was that <clears> mixtape <throat> for you, Barney? Though, how did it go in terms of? Um, how you it to go? So, like, the making of it was 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 stressful um, in terms of like. I'm an idiot. I, was, I remember Alpha laughing at me because I was like, Alpha's like, Barney, why did you set yourself such a stupid task in terms of like time limit? Because um, yeah, like it was literally a week, um, but it was, it was, um, it went more like incredibly well. Um, way more interaction than I would have ever thought. People saying it was one of, it might be my best project that I've ever released, which is mad to think because I've been spending like years on albums and <laughs> and stuff. And if I make something in a week, and people are like, it's my best thing that I've made. Um, which is you're, you're making it sound like I was unsupportive there, mate. No, no, Alpha, like, no sorry. Alpha was uh, very supportive. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry, You can't Alpha. do it in a week. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, Alpha was... Do it in a week. To be fair, it was Alpha's, it was Alpha's idea um, in terms of um, releasing a mixtape. And then I added the um, the week to it. Um, and basically, the I, made, I made the, yeah, the pressure idea of it. Um, but yeah, like the idea of it being 72 hours um, was sick. And I feel like now it feels like a snapshot in time. Like people can now have that. It was a free download, then, but they now have to own it. And I think like um, campaign wise, it just, yeah, it felt different to any, any of my other releases because it's going to go away and that's it. And you can't get it again. Like it's, it's done. Like you can't find it again. Are you, are you, are you not going to put them on a, on a little tape or something? Slap them on the next next album or something? I mean, I he can't talk about this on air. I don't know. He can't talk about it I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I. Do. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe I might. Maybe it saves it for the live show, and people have to come check him live here. But, but you're not going to be sick though, Jordan. Yeah, I was saying this to the like. Um, I think like what's happened over this like lockdown period is that <clears throat> my fan, my fan base are like becoming like way more. Sh- my connection with them is becoming way more stronger just because I'm doing a lot of things like live streams and mm. stuff like that where we're kind of interacting a lot more and like. What's going to be sick is that when I do shows and stuff, I know the real, like, the real, real fans are going to be people that go like, oh, yo, I downloaded Lo-Fi Lockdown when it first yeah. came out. Like, I have it. I own it. And it's going to be, like, something yeah, that's, yeah. like, like a little token of, like, yeah, like, I did it um, and yeah. stuff, so, which I kind of like, which is going to be sick. Yeah, man. That's like, cool. One hand in the air well, yeah, if you like, downloaded Lo-Fi Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Lo-Fi. Oh, I'm, like, American. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, like, it was, it was wicked. Like, I think... There's something, there's something really therapeutic about um, recording in your room and having no like pressure of like anything and no pressure of time and recording at like three a.m. Yeah, um, man. And stuff that like I think you can't really replicate, and I think it kind of comes across on the, on the tape um, and stuff. But yeah, it's gone. It went ridiculously well. I'm really happy people enjoyed it. 
Um, I think it's am- yeah. amazing you did it in a week, man. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, that's, that's I think I, I think I kind of just went into work. work but right? what do you, how do you feel now, though? Now it's done. Like post, as in like, what are you doing with yourself now that it's done? Unfortunately, I'm now addicted to recording music. So hey. that's a problem, bro. It's bad, bro. No, no, no. Like as in, like <laughs> I'm like I'm up at one a.m. making tunes, and I'm like, why am I still like? There are worse like, things to be it, addicted man. to, man. That's good. Yeah, as he eats, as Tom eats a banana, he's <laughs> Sorry, potassium, potassium, that. <laughs> that. potassium, baby. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm now in that stage of like just being addicted to the like, the process, and like, I'm even writing songs that I know that won't ever come out. But just to see if I can do it, like, and I suppose I kind of like the um, the competition element in terms of like I want to be better and I want to see if I can do things. Mm. So that like, I'm like, can I do this kind of sound? Can I do this kind of sound? Can I rap like this? Can I rap like that? Like I'm just I'm just going for it and, and being like, okay, cool, I can. Okay, sick. That's there. Like mm-hmm. I, I did a, yeah. I, I did a drill song yesterday, and I was like, sick. I, I, I don't. Know, I still don't really know what drill is. That's one of those um, beefs that Stormzy did, didn't he? That was a drill song. Uh, diss tracks, yeah. Yeah, one of the diss tracks he mm. did against um, Wiley. the legend. Yeah, Wiley. Yeah. I have um, to say, I, I like that beat. I, yeah. I think the production is really interesting in Drill. Yeah. I kind of like have it. You tried man. it? I, I, wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't know how to start. To I wouldn't know how to start, man. It's a whole new world. You... It's interesting, though, isn't did it? You guys, yeah, very Did you guys ever listen to, like, well, I'm sure Grime has been around for ages, but I didn't know Grime when I was in Australia. There's a. It's like a type of music they make for crumping dancing in America. <laughs> sorry, it made me laugh. I'm sorry. Crumping always makes me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey, the imagery of crumping. Yeah, the imagery. If you don't know what crumping is, go on Google. But the music is like, basically, it's like, not amped. What's the style? It's like turn up music where basically the, the, the dancing is very aggressive. It's like basically like they're in a fight with themselves. Um, so I'm just I'm just imagining like thinking back in college yeah there used to be like dance dancers in, back in college and I used to remember their cr- their sort of crump routines <laughs> because it would be beef in it like crumping was crumping like, is rather than like, like, yeah. rather than fighting <clears throat> they'll be talking like yo I'm be- I'm the, I'm the best and, the, and they start just like they just start like crumping yeah. like to get like their anger and aggression out I don't think I've ever seen someone do it properly in real life so I only have sort of funny memories of it oh man it's I massive in where I grew up in Australia it's really huge. what crumping was big in Australia yeah it's like the Pacific Islander community was like they were like everyone was crumping <laughs> on Facebook video <laughs> but I tried making like a crump beat once which is basically like it sort of sounds like Jaquan Tipsy basically like <laughs> Like basically, like stomping with a bit of aggression, mm. with a bit of like rap. Um, oh, it's more. I'm gonna have to Google this. I'm so baffled. Yeah, go go, go Google. You're, 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 I can't lie. You're gonna laugh for time. Which is not the, the songs. Are like, ba- yeah. What I was getting to was like this tr- drill music reminds me of this, like with the attitude of the production. Yeah, it's very like basically. I I, I dropped. Um, what's what's a good drill song for you to go listen to? Um, that can summarize it. Go listen to like Stormzy. Uh, disappointed. That's a that's a drill shot. That's a, that's a, like a drill beat. Um, go listen to that. But yeah, it's like it's very attitude like. It's very aggressive. A lot of eight oh eight. Say what um, I like. I really love, I love the production on Pop Smoke's album. Oh my god! That, that yeah, would, what is that? Is, is that the same production that's, that's style drill. or is it? Because obviously that's a, that's American. But take it's on funny drill. because that's 
No, but what's funny is that Drill started in Chicago. Right. And then UK, the UK did a version of Drill, like, like that's inspired by Chicago Drill, which sounds different to Chicago Drill. And then Pop Smoke sounds like UK Drill, not Chicago Drill. Right, so that, right. that Pop Smoke sound is, is more UK Drill. But is the production the same? Like... Or is the production... Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, pop smoke, the Pop Smoke, that, that, that's, what, that's why people were like really upset when they... he passed away, because he was like bridging the gap between the UK yeah. and the US with his kind of style. Um, stuff, but yeah, gun. They always use like those Halloween esque melodies. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> haunting melodies. It's, it's very haunting. Vibes. But but they're talking about like a lot of the time. It's talking about like really um, r- real things that are happening in the streets, um, and a lot of violence is happening. A lot of uh, deaths are happening. A lot of bravado, that kind of stuff. So it's like it's a, like a representation. Um, it's kind of it's, it's quite similar to Graham, I suppose, in its early days. Would you agree with that, yeah. Alpha? Yeah, I'd agree, but I would also agree that there's like some. Well, I'd also not agree, but I'd think that there's. It's almost like every time a genre that's real comes out, they tend to get taken over by other guys. And yeah. like, the, you know, Pete and Bass? Has anyone heard of Pete and, <laughs> Pete and Bass or Pete and Bass? I don't know. Yeah, Pete and Bass, you're right. Um, they're just two old white guys, basically. It's almost like. It's com. It's a comedic version. When comedy gets hold of a genre, I think oh. the re- the realness of the genre gets like, I don't know. Like that guy that did White and Nerdy. That's you. Um, oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly <laughs> like that. The guy's called what? Al Yankovic is that his name? Yeah, yeah Al, we're weird, weird Al, Al Yankovic. Yeah. What, what genre is that? Yeah, he did everything. Comedy, rap. Just comedy, just comedy, comedy. Rap. He would just do like parodies of songs. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, to be honest, though, um, hip hop's so broad that I can't really say that killed hip hop or that's the signal at the end of hip hop. But I'm just talking about the small segments. Like drill is like a quite a small, you know, subgenre at the moment. So, um, is yeah? Would you say it's a subgenre of hip hop or dance music? Um, what drill? I think a subgenre of rap. Yeah. Rap, yeah, rap, definitely. Rap. But it's funny, Alpha. You're talking about parody and stuff. Um, yeah. the biggest the biggest drill song probably ever is a parody song uh, Man's Not Hot Man's Not Hot is a is a the big shack is that's, that drill? that's drill is that drill? I can't uh, remember the beat for that yeah it's 6-7 it's so it, it was it was a 6-7 tune which is like a big drill um, group in South London it was 6-7 featuring gigs originally and then big shack a guy called Michael Dapper then used it <clears throat> and did a version and it became like the biggest song globally like in drill, like it's it's sold like it's like four times platinum, like it's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, and that's true actually, and, and it's that's mad because it's, it's it's a parody, and so it's like, how do you feel as a drill artist that this guy has not only taken a drill beat, but then it's become like the biggest thing in the world, and now represents drill globally. Yeah, yeah, man, and it's and it's, a, and it's a joke. Well, it's like that guy, that rapper Lil Dicky. Um, he's kind, he's kind of just a, he, obviously he's a bit of a comedian, but he's he sells a lot of records. But, really but well. I, he so little Dicky's got a, a TV show called Dave, right? Which is probably one one of the best things I've watched. Um, if you can watch it, it's, it's I think it's you got to watch it on like it's on little FX. Um, she's got a, yeah. Um, and as a rapper, he's really he's a really really technically a good rapper. Is he? Like in terms of what he, what he can do and flows and stuff. Um, and he has a sitcom, um, which actually really I, I've actually really really enjoyed it. But like even with that, it's like. There's like a space where I think you've got to respect the craft, but you can still make jokes. It's like that real fine line between like still working on the craft and being a good rapper, but like not, you know, still being funny and stuff. 
not taking yourself yeah. too mm. seriously. Well, Thundercat's mm. lyrics are pretty jokes most of the time. I mean, he's not yeah. he's not taking the lyrics that seriously. Yeah, but the music is and stuff. Yeah, like Which, Lewis Cole as well, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah exactly, Lewis Cole. The thing is, there is a place for comedy in music. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about... Um, I was talking about drill in particular because um, it was the new road rap, which was the new grime, which basically means you sort of get points based on how real you are and the stuff you've actually done. Yeah. Um, that's how the genre... I don't know. That's how you get sort of respect in the genre, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when a lot of stuff like comedy and stuff creeps into it, it's sort of um, lose. It's a good thing. Mm. I was going to say it loses its authenticity, but really it doesn't. It's just another. It just sort of opens up the uh, what you can do with the genre, if that makes sense. Mm. But then there'll be another genre that pops up again. That's only this one thing. That's only okay. You get respect for being real and stuff like that. So um, it's crazy they're yeah, still able to create genres these days that like sound unique. I don't know how they yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I suppose it's an amalgamy of, of different sounds in it, and I suppose people's influences and stuff, and like things with like the internet and stuff. <clears throat> what happens is that yeah, like they kind of merge and create. Music, music's always going to evolve and have different names and different genres because it'll always, um, you know, create them and, and and build, um, which is what, what makes yeah. it so great. And and old yeah. things will always come back in fashion, you know, like yeah, old yeah. genres I think will constantly like, be a nostalgic thing. A hundred percent. I was I was making these pop songs and thinking like oh this uh, sort of sounds dated it sounded like a bit of a I was trying to go for like a Prince vibe yeah and um and like I thought you know that Bruno Mars album was very dated and it sounded as in it, it sounded like the late 90s or whatever early 90s. but, but <clears throat> it, it got reimagined in some sort of way and then it became another earth shattering album sort of thing but um yeah, I feel like maybe we'll get to a point where we sort of rehash an old sound. Maybe we'll bring back the big band thing, but Definitely. we'll make it like trap or some shit. Hundred percent. Actually, that's a thing, isn't it? 100%. Future. I don't know. It's called something. What? Anyway, it's like big band shit with like trap drums or something. That is a th- that is a genre. I've I've heard it. Future swing? No, 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 no. No, it's not. But oh, like, yeah, that, that's sick though. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, there's like groups like stars uh, spread in the moon. <laughs> 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 um, so like br- brass tracks they're like a uh, they like do trumpet and stuff and they have like a lot of 808s and stuff in there and they're like a producer duo and they have that stuff like that and they're sick um, I worked with those guys before oh sick so they do that yeah two guys yeah from America somewhere. yeah they are mm. yeah they're from sick. location they're, X they do bear trumpets <laughs> and stuff no bear trumpets and that they do bear bear, <laughs> bear trumpets bear trumpets and them things <laughs> Respect me, guys. Um, uh, guys, so we we um we got a um we got a, we got a a, a voice note in our DMs from a from a supporter um, named. Do you know what? That's the vibe. If you have a subject for us, please leave us a voice note. And yeah, um, we'll play it over the speakers. We can make that the interwebs. Thing Get your well. voice heard. Yeah, it's a good yes. idea. And her name is. It's like Prime Minister's question. So her name is Alex, Alex Bell. Um, and she sent this, this voice note to us. Um, so we're going we're gonna to play it now and we're going to answer the question. So here we go. Hello, Are We Live crew. <laughs> My name's Alex. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I would love to hear about all of your very first releases, whether a song, EP or album, both from the 
recording side, like what equipment you used, where you recorded it, um, how many people were involved in that process, and then also like from the decision-making side of how you decided what to release to kind of start defining your sound, um, how you decided when it felt done and was ready to be shared, um, what platform you shared it on, and then, yeah, just like the your thoughts and feelings throughout the whole process and even afterwards. Um, I know it's it's a lot of questions and it's a big topic, but I would be really interested. Cool. So mm. that was Alex's question. Shout out to Alex Bell. Um, so yeah, who wants to get cracking? So the question was, yeah, like, was first release? The whole, first? The whole process yeah, the whole of process the first, first release. release. Yeah. I, I want, when you mean first release, I wonder if you, I think we should go from literally the first thing you put yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, she mean first single, first EP, yeah, first. Yeah. So who wants to get um, started? Alpha? All right, so... Yeah, in um the first thing I ever put on the internet, which you can't find on the internet anymore, is an EP called Short Stories. I put ah, that up on uh, I think maybe two thousand and ten. I think um yeah. yeah, and I made it basically at uni. I shot videos. Basically, it's just me rapping and making beats and stuff like that. And um, the process for that, I just used Logic. I just used um I was just in my bedroom, uh, made the beats on Logic. I didn't have um. I uh, had like a MIDI keyboard set up. Um, yeah, just recorded in my room, really. I, I, how long? I'm how long had you been? Rec- how long had you been making beats for until that point for you to release your first thing? Uh, I've been making beats since I was like fourteen, man. Like, yeah. like, yeah, young. I've been making yeah. beats for a long time. Um, but in terms of putting stuff up on the internet as myself, yeah, it took until what? I don't know. How old was I in two thousand? You was like eighteen. Like 18, yeah, 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 yeah. So it took until then to, like, put out an actual thing, write the lyrics for it, come up with a concept. Um, and, yeah, it was just basically logic. Um, can't remember what mic I had, to be honest, such a long time ago. Can't remember the sound card. It's not really helpful, but I'm just... <laughs> letting, I'm just well, my, my first just release you... uh, was the Freestyle Sessions, I believe. I had a single, so I used to be a gospel rapper. I think I've told, I said, I spoke about this on the podcast before. So I used to be a gospel rapper, um, back present Lauer, baby. Um, and I, and I, when I was like when I was like seventeen, and um, I was terrible. Um, and so like I released like songs on like on like Facebook. So you'd like put, make videos on Facebook of like songs that you'd make, and I was just fucking terrible. Um, and I used to record at AJ's house. So shout out to AJ Nair, um, my hero. Um, he used to have like a mic in his room in Arton Park. And I used to go with Alfred more time. And we used to just like ch- chill there for time and just like make tunes. Um, and I've always been like, I always loved the idea of like recording and like trying to like do weird things and stuff. Um, but because I was shit, it was just hilarious. Um, so I, I did like stuff like that. But then like my first release was probably, yeah, I think called the Freestyle Sessions. Um, where I just like found out about Jay Dilla um, and I was like oh my god this guy's amazing and I basically like I recorded it in Alpha's house at uni and there and I released it and they probably did the same thing as Alpha it was it was um, on Facebook and uh, and like a zip file and that was that but then my first proper release that went onto like Spotify was probably uh, Bespoke I had one called the BAEP that didn't go on Spotify um, but yeah, Bespoke probably was like my first one that went onto like platforms and stuff. Um, and that was like 
had no clue what I was doing. Um, <clears throat> I had a show. Alpha played at the show with his band, um, Kaya, a guy called Cameron. Um, and yeah. Yeah, shout out to Cameron. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. and like maybe there was like 50 people there. Everyone was my friend. Like I had probably like <laughs> one person I didn't know there. Um, but it was wicked. And I kind of went from there. And that's how things kicked off. So that was my first experience. Um, but yeah. Thomas? I was about 16 and I, I started music technology at school. So um, that's where you basically, it's music production. And I was using Logic Pro. Um, Logic Pro 9 at the time and um, I kind of just started um, recording ideas it, it, it gave me an opportunity to record ideas and compose which I couldn't do before um, in terms of like recording stuff I've, I, no, I've so always been I've always been musical had you never made beats had you never made beats before, before no that, no I'd never made beats but um, but at this period I was getting into Jay Dilla hip hop and I was studying music technology at school so it was like a lesson I was doing at school. I'd, I'd always really look forward to it. And um, and I was getting obsessed with like, yeah, Jay Diller and stuff. And um, yeah, I just started making beats, basically, during music tech. Instead of doing the, the lesson, I'd just be making beats, basically. And um, I'd put them up online on SoundCloud. The first thing I ever released, I think, was a beat called Try Again. And um, I was just kind of playing guitar, programming drums. And... Uh, yeah, that was that was it for me, really. And then yeah. I just did that pretty much every day after school. I'd be putting stuff up, what I'd be making that day. I'd just I'd make it, put it up on SoundCloud, Sick. and um, and then like a year later, I I basically uh, put all the tracks on a tape called Beat Tape One, put it up on Bandcamp, and and that was that really. Sick. Yeah. And what was what was the first song that you sang? What's the first song that you sang on? The first song that I sang on was probably um. Well, I kind of eased my way in. I started I started using my voice as like a textural thing in music. I was kind of doing like ooze and stuff like that because I didn't want to I didn't want to sing just yet. And then but maybe I think Follow might have been the first track that I ever sang on. That's the first song I, that's the first I, song think, I heard you sing on. Yeah, I think Follow with my sister. Shout out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. Shit. And then what how did you release that? On just on SoundCloud as well. That was on SoundCloud and then <clears throat> Majestic Casual posted it on their website and that was like a big kind of breakthrough moment for me where suddenly they had quite a big platform at the time and uh, yeah. got, yeah. Um, Jordan, sorry, bro. What, what your, your story? No, it's fine. Um, when I was, my first release was slightly different. I had done like study it, studied music at like a college and like had done band rehearsals with like classmates learning like covers for like the the recitals at the end of the year so what so, like, so wait were you doing music before this and like, how did you get into, into the college i was i've been making music since i was 11 okay and like making beats and free loops and then moved to the mpc and then moved to cubase right. and then when i finished high school i was like oh what am i gonna do and then i just decided to study music for no reason like because i just wasn't amazing really at anything else mm. Then I studied music, met these people on the course of which this, the school put you in like bands of which you have to like learn covers and learn like, and anyway, I've, I've j- formulated like relationships with specific people, all of which I chose t- to play on my first EP. Mm. So what I did was like, there was like a composition module where you had to write originals and I wrote like 
um, I wrote Selfish. That was like the first song I wrote Jeez. for myself. Shit, come on. That's, so, that's so selfish of you, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I wrote Selfish at uni and then um, my like friend was like, man, you should write five more songs and like put them on a release an EP, which we were just learning about and like <laughs> releasing music, releasing music module. Like we're learning the basics of everything. And then so what I did was like made pre-production I made like six beats and then I wrote the chord charts of all the beats with the arrangement with like all the exact amount of bars and I got like musicians to come in and I booked a studio for two days and um where'd you find the musicians they were all students okay, in cool. my course right. so like I would just explain to them the form and like the feel and give them the freedom to like play on my composition if that made sense so then like um we took two days we recorded franklin's room um and we mixed it there and then like in the studio and what we bounced from those days in the studio i didn't know post-production like that was what what it was Mad. how much did it cost so, like, if you don't want me asking it cost so i think it cost about three thousand five hundred australian dollars to make that first ep I paid the musicians like $150 a day. Wow, you had peas, boy. Jesus. Oh, so I worked in a supermarket. I saved all my money working in a supermarket. Man. <laughs> saved it up. But I think that seriously like made my career because the first thing that people heard from me was like a professionally produced sounding thing. Yeah. Like I, like I released Selfish, Soul Action shared it um, to this radio in Amsterdam called 22 Tracks. They played it. Um, yeah, and then because because I thought it was like good quality, uh, and then from there I went on yeah. to make my own music. But I released it on Bandcamp for free actually because I decided um, I did like a pay what you want scheme. Yeah, and it it made people were actually paying me like five five dollars for it, so the people were actually like paying to have it. Yeah, and it got like fifteen thousand downloads, shitload of downloads. Shit, man. Yeah. Jeez. A lot of which all went into my mailing list, all of which I now email to about my, <laughs> new, about my, my new releases. But when I release, when I was up, coming up, building up to the release of Franklin's Room, yeah, I was like, okay, I got, I got, I had sixty fans on Facebook, and I'd recorded and finished, mixed and mastered the album, the, the EP. I was like, fuck, no one's gonna hear this. So I had to like get all my friends to follow my Facebook page, yeah. and then from there. I was like, I'm gonna wait till I have 400 fans and then I'll release it. And then I released it as soon as I had 400 fans. Just released it like on a Wednesday. Like there wasn't a release day back then. Wow. So you just waited. So, so you just literally waiting for the 400. Just literally waited. It took like three months. Really? Wow. But and, you, I, and you just had it. And you just had it there. That's mad. Just, just waited, wow. man. Just waited. That's for like, patience, man. Proper. Yeah, because like I chatted to the guy at my uni. I was like, I've made my EP. Now what do I do? And it's like, you need. You need you don't want it to release it into the wild without anyone being able to hear it. You need to sort of generate some sort of traction. So I did like YouTube covers, <laughs> tried to get like people to follow me. I remember like, your YouTube. They were bare weird. Now you're my oh, friend. I, I fully understand it. Yeah, but I remember seeing your YouTube covers. Like they were just re like really str strange. I was a strange guy. I still am. So weirdly. they were so like he was just like making weird jokes. <laughs> like, I would, yeah, I'll do. I'll do like a video in the middle of a take. I would be like snuffling my nose and then like coughing and then like re redoing the second verse like there and then. It's yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, 
It was mad. But that's that was the career arc, and then from there, I just kept making sort of like you guys. Just made the next release, did the same sort of thing, and then then moved sort of into the Spotify yeah, realms. Yeah. And then that the algorithms have done their work for me. Shout out to all the algorithms. <laughs> yeah, man. And then we hooked yeah. up for Wake Up, Wake Up This Day. Big, big moment. just blew my career up. (laughs) (laughs) That was it, man. By then, you were just just flying. Soaring, baby. That was it. That was it, baby. Um, But yeah, all right, cool. Well, hopefully that answered your question, Alex. Um, I said we get into the the music section, man. A star was born. could bring a lot of pain and sometimes it's worth it to walk in the rain and sometimes treasure ain't a whole lot of game but you're my treasure even though it felt strange and if i had to i would do it all again yeah yeah for sure i would do it all again uh, for press use only baby grand records Oh, 
Okay, so that was a song uh, by High Tech, um, amazing producer. Uh, this is songs featuring Estelle, who Jordan spoke about earlier. Yeah, bro. Oh, keep, keep, keep her name out of your mouth, shit. bro. Don't ever disrespect Estelle again. Biggest regret life, of my baby. life. Don't disrespect Estelle. Nah, it's all good. So, all good. yeah, this, this tune's featuring Adele. It's, it's called Life to Me. Um, featuring Estelle. Yeah, featuring Estelle, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's off of High Technology Free. Um, High Tech's one of them producers that I think is kind of under, underrated, like in terms of what he's done. Like he should be spoken about more, I reckon. Um, but yeah, that, uh, the the tune itself is a tune I lived through, even though like the um, subject matter isn't really anything to do with me, to be honest. I don't relate to the experience. I'm a, I'm a guy in it, like I'm not a... But <laughs> just, just to hear her talking about like uh, pregnancy and sort of the emotions she's... Uh, got going through it and and stuff like that. I just found it interesting, man. Um, but the strings and stuff, the arrangement, the beat, it's all. I don't know. I I've had a lot of journeys with that tune and that whole project, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm a fan. What do you guys think of it? What do you guys think of the tune? I thought it was sick. I I uh, take it all back. I take it all back with yeah, take that regret. Back. Yeah, baby. But take what that I, back, I never baby. said she was shit. I just said I thought no, she was. No, but you could have one hit wonder. Never just start <laughs> again in your life. You don't play um, no games. But no, nah, man, it was it was that was nice, man. It reminded me of like I don't know. Her voice felt nostalgic. Really felt her, like her, her her voice is really unique about Estelle, which I I love. Like her voice is so unique. Like there's no one that sounds like her personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. You know what? I wasn't. I wasn't into it. Um, always beef. I, always beef. Blood every no, week, bro. No, we we, we got to be honest. No, on I'm this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, I just thought um, for for me, it didn't connect. I I found it a little bit monotonous. Maybe it's that that chord progression going round, um, and some of the sounds and stuff. It just didn't. Yeah, it just didn't speak to me. Um, I kind of felt like the, monot- mon- the monotony kind of made it for me. And I feel like it was it's about a story about this kind of spiral. And I, I don't think it's just monotony. I think there's layers that kind of grow with the, with the as the song goes on of like chaos and like being in your head and it kind of being sparse and like the yeah. uncertainty. That's what I kind of got. It's unnerving. Well, I think you know, I need to listen to it again to get the lyrical content. Yeah. But from a first listen, it just didn't. And I find it interesting how some things, you know, how, how this... This is like can touch you guys, but it doesn't. But it has. Yeah. But it doesn't touch me, and it's just it's crazy that I find. It's you know. so sick. That's that's so sick. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's that's why music is amazing. Because yeah, like yeah. for me, um, it isn't. I have heard this, like Alpha put me onto this song years ago, um, and yeah, like it always kind of sits true to me. Like I've always loved this song because yeah, like I love her. There's something about her vulnerability in the way she's singing, yeah. um, and like some of the notes are like I wouldn't be that the. They're not polished, like it's not a polished performance in terms of like vocally, um, but that kind of adds to the like the drama and the heartbreak in this story, um, which I love. And then yeah, high text production is just like just just enough for me. It's like it's not overproduced it, but I still yeah. like the idea of like uh, growth and like this idea of yeah chaos and uncertainty and like just just turmoil that's happening as the song progresses. So I like I absolutely love this song. Sick. I'll go next. All right, we could do it. Hit it up on my one, 
that track was called Funky Overdose by Diggs Duke. And what I love most about it is like most of his releases, I'm just looking through now, his songs are like 1 minute 40 to 2 minutes 10. Um, I discovered him through Giles on Brown. He came out on Brownswood a couple, eight, five years ago, six, seven years ago. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, it's, I love Duke's Duke. He's got crazy ideas, but like a Where's he from? Modern, he's from Washington or New York, I think. Should, Should I check? check? Yeah, he's from America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was cool, man. It was, um, yeah, here's what it was. Like, it wasn't, I, f- I felt like it was so short that I didn't really kind of get into it. It was like, oh, it's, it's like, it felt like an interlude. It was like, yeah, yeah, like, it was like da, 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 da. I was like, yeah, cool. What's happening now? Is anything going to happen? Okay, no, it's done. And that was kind of how I felt. But like, it was good. Like, I wasn't, I wouldn't say it was bad. I just felt like it was, um, yeah, it just felt really short and kind of, there wasn't yeah. much to it for me. I know, I, I know what you mean. I feel like in the context of, um, of, of his music or like an album or something that sits really nicely. Um, okay, so. but I really like, um, I really like Diggs Duke. He, he, um, I remember listening to his stuff. At, like, he's just another SoundCloud guy. I swear I heard him on SoundCloud at some point. And because he, he did a session with um, Giles Peterson as well. I've, I've seen that. But yeah, he's cool, yeah. man. Nice production yeah. and stuff. Interesting arrangements with saxophone vocals and and stuff like that. Yeah. That was sick, though, to me. I really liked that tune. Um, I liked the way he was following the, the, the lines and stuff like that. Uh, it was a lot to absorb in a minute and a half, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I got it. I don't know. I think it was sick. Um, but yeah, that's that's just that's just what I feel about it, man. A lot. It does sound a lot like a theme, though. Like Barney was saying, like a theme or an interlude or something like that. It would be a sick theme, like for for something. Yeah, it, it exactly. is. It, it it leads into another song on his next on the next track. That's five minutes. Right, it's right, like, right. It's. This is like the whole, you got to listen to his music as an album, like Tom was yeah. saying. It's one of them interludes that are like yeah. sort of every interlude, like you wish every interlude was longer, but that's why it's an interlude, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's sort of the beauty exactly. of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, cool. All right. Well, yeah. Barney, you want to go? Yeah, mate? I'll go next. Sweet. Okay, buddy. Fuck all my bro done, that's my jigger. Splash what a chinger, turn them swimmer. When Joe came home, money got bigger. Brown and bougie, all she a winner. Karma with me fry up, man. I'm putting money on their head like a Niger man. I know them boy don't like the gang. I think they hate Mad Maxi, a frightening man. She love me, but she hate my habit. Splash and brag it, ops can't manage. Turn them cabbage, free bro savage. Free all my savage is. I need more gal to put my mashes with. Te amo was the message for my Spanish chick. Ooh, still putting five on shoes. That gal there pretty, ain't coming, miss. Cool kid, I got the block hot. Huh? I have your done shot when I pull up where you hang. Barbies on the kid and they flex with the gang. Ooh, I got another check in a van. Cool kid, I got the block hot. Huh? I have your done shot when I pull up where you hang. Barbies on the kid and they flex with the gang. Ooh, I got another check in a van. G checks if them boy move shifty. This me, I'm aiming nothing lower than a kidney. Got me feeling big shack when we step with them whaps. Yeah, my brother got the pumpy, not a frisbee. We love lurk with them pricks be. And fuck Jim, I make an inch boy run off from this 15. 
Jump off or jump out, we get him quickly. Mask on my face, the witness thought I was busy. Man of brass, they ain't balling right. Four on jeans, pole cost nine. Normal price, all she nice, all she nice. Had to say it twice. I'm B-fast, that's pressure. Splash whenever, cut that sweater. Shoulda know better when sh and sh. But got on their block. We knew that would happen like a fortune teller. Cool kid, I got the block hot. I have your done shocked when I pull up where you hang. Barbie's on a kid and they flex with a gang. Ooh, I got another check in a bank. Cool kid, I got the block hot. I'll have your done shocked when I pull up where you hang. Barbie's on a kid and they flex with a gang. Ooh, I got another check in a bank. Cool kid, I got the block hot. I have your done shot when I pull up where you hang. Barbie's on a kid and they flex with a gang. Ooh, I got another check in a bank. Cool kid, I got the block hot. I have your done shot when I pull up where you hang. Barbie's on a kid and they flex with a gang. Ooh, I got another check in a bank. Okay, and that was Low Ski with Cool Kid. Uh, as you can probably hear, that is a drill song. Uh, Low Ski is a drill artist from a group called Harlem Spartans from South London. Um, I played that because it's interesting because I think there's actually kind of different types of drill within drill. So this will probably be more the, of the poppy type of drill, um, more commercial sounding type of drill um, than like the darker stuff. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think? I don't really, um, I feel like I just can't, say too much about drill stuff whether i like it or not because it kind of it's just a whole new world to me man mm. um, i'm not really drawn to it what about that song oh, yeah. yeah but i like some of the production i like so i like i really like pop smoke's production i love the drill beats there um i wasn't so big on 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 the production here but um but yeah i don't know what i'll be interested to hear to hear because obviously you're you're a fan of it barney so but there's different types. So, I mean, for example, this is like this is not as this is as I said this is not darker. This is like not the darker right. stuff. This is like the poppy right. stuff that they'll play in like a club or a rave and stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? In terms, I of think I like the darker stuff. You know, I Fair like play. the dark stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like this is not that. This is like, um, but he's he's making a lot of references in the tune um, that that are very controversial about different people or beefs yeah. that he has or what he's gonna do to people. There's a lot of these references that he's making, like in code. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, with within the tune, but yeah. So is that commercialized drill? Uh, you could say that, I suppose. In terms of like, I don't really know how to kind of because he's still talking about a lot of right, right madness. So I don't really know, but yeah. Um, guys, Alpha Jordan. I think. Um, I think. What was I going to say? I find I found it weird at the start, like. His flow, yeah, was like op- open poetry. It was like out of. It seemed like it was out of time. I loved his flow. Like his flow is it's really unorthodox. That's At the start, it was like yeah, yeah. It was sort of um, yeah. It was hard to follow. Then obviously he got into like he was in time because the beat came in. Because I wasn't sure where that snare pattern was because I didn't realize it was like that. Boom, gut, gut, like more of a reggaeton vibe. Obviously not reggaeton, but like it wasn't on the two and four. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, "Oh right, oh the snare's not where I expected it." And then then I could f- sink into this song, yeah. but yes, yeah, it, it was sick. I can't tell the difference between that and grime though. Maybe I'm ignorant. There's a lot of crossover. Oh, is it? Oh, I see. Yeah, 
There's a lot of crossover, especially nowadays with like, what the, the, the what's happened is that the, the, there's been like a hybrid of just like UK music basically, um, because yeah, like there's elements that have been taken from all the kind of genres to make this kind of. Oh, but see. because Lowski is considered a drill artist, this will probably be called a drill tune. If that makes sense. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but yeah, Alpha. Yeah, it was cool, Lowski. man. The um, it's more the dancey side of drill, I guess. I don't even know how to categorize it, to be fair. But it's but it's not like the drill that I I would. Think yeah, it's tough in it. It's really difficult. Told it's just, me to think so of what drill sounds like. It wouldn't be that. That would be more. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be that. It would be more like a like a heady one sort of tune. Like, like I don't know. There's particular tunes actually, because even Heady One makes stuff on different sounding things as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. I guess it's definitely not for me because party vibes in it. But um, yeah, it is. It is what it is, man. Mm. Um, I definitely agree with you, Barney, though, about the subgenres of drill. Because before I was just making a blanket, like, oh yeah, drill is this. But it is true. There, even within subgenres, there are subgenres. Mm. But okay, that was good. I, I, I had basically. I was this week. I was like, I've decided. It's not about winning anymore. I want to. I don't want to win. You've won I enough. Wanna, <laughs> I, 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 no, Alpha, Alpha wins all the time. To be fair, but yeah. But I'm like, it's about. I'm gonna just play shit that people haven't heard. I think that's what my aim is from now on. Play, play something to start conversation with my tune. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm go not. On. I'm not. I'm not trying to win with my oh, tune. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh I just, my god! I just genuinely, oh, yeah, I genuinely whatever. love this tune, and oh, I want. I want to talk oh, about this band. Oh. I want to talk about this band. Who is okay. it? Earth, Wind, and Fire.
right, so that was Nude by Radiohead um, from the album In Rainbows. And I know you guys think I picked that because I'm, I'm trying to win the competition. But actually, I just want to talk about um, Radiohead because I was, I was listening to this album last night and I was just thinking, how do they come up with such original sounding music? How is every, like, it's just, it's what definitely one of my favorite bands in the world, but just how, you know, creatively, how do they come up with, with the arrangements and the, and the sounds and stuff? And I think it's that thing about, I was thinking how I'm not in a band and, it, and, and when, you're in a, when you're in a band, sometimes you, I'm not saying it's easier to create this kind of music, but you have everyone doing their different roles and stuff and bringing in different, I think it is. But I yeah, think, it's I just, think, it's I, just I crazy. It Tom, I, I, I disagree. I think it is easier to make, like, easier to make that kind of music when you're in a band, when there's, like, soundscapes when, and stuff. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Perhaps, so. you know. No, I think it is. I think, I think it's just spot on. Um, it's Radiohead, isn't it? Um, like, How they're incredible. it, man? They're incredible. That album's incredible. I think they're pioneers. I feel like they push the boundary. I think they take yeah. risks. I think they're not constrained yeah. to any sort of genre. Or yeah. or sound per se, I think like um, obviously I'm not even and I'm not even a massive Radiohead fan to be honest. As in like I am a fan, but I don't know. I'm not like you, man. Like know way more about them than I do. Um, but in Rainbows is like the, my favorite the album that kind of hooked me, and I was like, this is incredible. Um, but yeah, like shout out to Radiohead. Like, I mean, there's nothing really we can really we can't really critique Radiohead, can we? Like what can we? <laughs> what can you but, say? No, but Radiohead? I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to discuss. That's why I played it because I feel like part of their brilliance is the fact that they there are limitations to their sound because because they're in a band right and they're own they can play all their stuff live so what you hear on the record is what you hear live and that that's part of their brilliance that they limit themselves to like their limitations you know in terms of what they there's no overproduction you know it's kind of yeah, limited yeah. to the band yeah but they they do go through um like electronic and um so if you think about there's an album like called um king of limbs where like Texturally, that's quite different to like a, a lot of other things that they've done. I think yeah. it's all about um, exploration and then like t- taking risks as well. Basically, it's, it's not to completely change genre, but it's to be prepared to if it, if it means your music sounds good or to you. Um, I think that's what they do. So I think I, I don't think they have limits like that, to be honest. Um, I'm yeah. trying to be like that a lot more, actually. How, like how would you go about doing that? Basically, you take this. away... I think you have to go by taking away what people think of you. Like, take... If you take... That's a good place to start, basically. If you sort of do... The opposite. The opposite of what you're sort of known for, mm. that's a good place to start. You may not like that, to be honest, but, I mean, that's the very other end of the spectrum. It's almost as far as you can go, do you know what I mean? Um, and then you can work your way back to a happy place that you like. I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm, I, I, I suppose you lose fans along the way though, right? Like that's Jordan, the problem. When you, when you change up your sound, Jordan, when you change up your sound with like stuff, you yeah. lost fans along the way and Tom, uh, I'm guessing you've lost a couple of fans I'm, along yeah. the way as well. I'm in that process now making new stuff after, that I want to do for my next record and it's yeah. just having in that uh, mind space of should I do this? Should I mm. try that? Is it me? Do you mm. know what I mean? Because because it's, it's, I want to try stuff that sounds completely different. It's not like mm. geography. It's, it's mm. darker and it's... But is that me, you know? Mm. That's, it's kind of... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you definitely lose some, but I just thought you get some new ones as well. And, and like, um, you constantly... 
you don't please everyone, obviously. I mean, on the, on a much smaller scale, like I had, I I may have had half my fan base not like Wallflower, but then they loved Origin, but then they hated Cloak, and then I don't know, mm. they like people will like different things. Um, but I think, like Alpha said, I think I've made a conscious decision now. I think I may have said this in podcast last month, but like, um, I. I'm conscious now what I release next is going to be very telling on how I might be portrayed for the rest of my career. And like, mm. if I release a soul album again, it's like, okay, cool. Jordan's a soul artist. We understand him. So like I'm making a conscious effort to change my sound further than I have before for my next album to, to really tell people like, this is, this is, I'm not just a soul, whatever. I'm not just a soul artist. I feel like I can do more with, with different stuff. And so my next release is like maybe my most different, but um, I think it's my best, but I always think it's my best. Um, the thing so, is, I've, yeah. got, I've got two two examples of artists that say say one it has worked out for and then the other maybe not so much. So you've got like someone like Tyler, the creator, who yeah. had a certain sound at the start and mm. evolved the sound as time went on. And um, I'm not saying he changed drastically, but then I wouldn't I wouldn't know too much about that. But I do know no, that he he's did, changed. I, I, yeah, he, he definitely changed, Alpha. Definitely, on, you're fully on spot. On. Yeah, but um, I would say that he's just as big or like bigger, bigger. than he was back Way then. Bigger. Say like maybe his fan base was more intense at the start, like as in, mm. but now he's sort of very well known and stuff like that. And an artist I say maybe hasn't worked as well with is Jose mm. James. So with Jose mm. James. Don't know if you guys know, but like, he's. I think there's there's three albums in particular where I'm like, he did swerve, like he swerved in terms of sound. It's a hard road to yeah to know, but it's risk basically. That's all it is. Sometimes there's rewards, and sometimes you lose out. Mm. So it's like, what should mm. you do? Should you tread the walk on the fence, or should you? I I'd say risk is always the, you know, what the best thing for you as an artist. But I don't know about you for your career though. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose it's, it's, it's weighing up the options, isn't it? I suppose the idea of weighing it up what's better for career or artistic artistic integrity and how do you feel and what kind of colours are you painting at the moment? That's um, why it's inspirational what MJ said in the documentary. Like, I um, I did what I wanted to do. People thought I was crazy for like, you know, retiring in my prime, but I wanted to play baseball, whatever. Yeah. Um, and like that's inspirational to hear because I just go like this is your shit. Like annoyingly people's opinion does affect our decision-making, but like at at the core, you should really just do it for yourself. And then obviously you need to sell it some way, but like you should just do what you want to do. hundred percent. And that's why he's a fucking, he's a goat. goat. Yeah. The goat baby. Right. All right guys. Well, I think that we should wrap things up. That was a lovely episode. Shout out to everyone that's locked in. If you have suggestions for your music, sending your music to us, in the are we live instagram dm we check them we listen to them it's gonna be great um got any questions as well voice note us that's that's quite wicked i like that um and then yeah uh we're gonna be choosing the top 40 next week for our music selection so we're gonna go and listen to the top Jeez. 40 Shit. Fun. i can't wait for alpha to be pumping dua lipa at home yeah man. um yeah. but yeah all right all right cool well yeah that's been a great speech you guys in a bit all right in a bit. Peace, guys. Peace, guys. See ya. See ya.